Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Coyotes podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. How are you guys doing? I'm Rob Leonio, your host for for this wonderful show. I'm doing pretty well. Uh, you know, I've uh, as you probably know, again, I had a you know, get a bit of the last week off. Kind of had a bit of a mental you know mind reset. You know, one of those kind of days that everyone needs. I'm glad to be back though. We're you know everything is okay. Um, you know, here to talk to you some some coyotes, some coyotes hockey. Um, Quite the weekend they had against San Jose. We'll talk about that weekend and you know some of the stuff that we saw from from there. And uh, we'll talk about what's coming up. The trade deadline is coming up in a little over a week. And guess what? The Coyotes are still kind of in a playoff spot? Who would have thought? We'll get to all of that in today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. So let's go ahead and start things off by... Talking about what we saw from the last weekend's games between the San Jose Sharks and, well, your Arizona Coyotes. And, uh, well, let's just say it was a good week for the Coyotes. A 5-2 win to start off with on Friday. And then the 4 nothing win. If you were worried about the offensive firepower of this Coyotes team you know, earlier this month with these very subpar weeks they had against Colorado and Minnesota... Here is an example of a two games that that they really needed. I think this these Sharks games couldn't come at a better time for them. You know, they had that game against you know the Avalanche. Uh, you know, earlier last week. You know, at probably around t- this time last week, where you know they had a you know a a shootout win, and you know that helped carry things in. Obviously, they had a few days off before they went over to the. Uh, San Jose games, but, you know, to have, you know, uh, what is that, N- nine goals in uh, in two games to outshoot your opponent or to outscore your opponent nine to two, that's a good, a really good sign that things are, bou- are starting to bounce back. And like I said, the Shark series couldn't have come at a better time because of what happened before. And, again, the Sharks aren't a good team. They're, you know, sitting right there at the bottom of the Pacific Division, or, sorry, the Honda West Division. I don't know why I did that, because it's been the West Division all season long, and more than halfway through the season. What am I doing, guys? Yeah, well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that in a little bit. But anyways, I, and, I, and I think that that was some a good sign for them, and... um. They really, again, they really needed that. Uh, yes, things are still going to struggle for them. I mean, uh, I'll, I'll give, I'll give, I'll go ahead and give a shout out to the offense, to some of the offense, and I want to see more because Christian Dvorak, I love that dude. He's, you know, he's went, went, go, went ahead and, and uh, you know, he scored twice in in Friday's game, and you know, I'll I'll go ahead and add in too on uh, on Phil Kessel, another guy who I really thought was going to be really good. Um, who should have had? Who, who should be a leader on this team? And he showed that on Saturday with a hat trick. Clayton Keller, another guy who uh, who scored for the 
uh, for the Coyotes. Um, so a lot of good things to come out of this week. And I'll say this now, the toughest part of their schedule is now over. They still got some tough games to come, don't get me wrong, but the toughest part is over because they've now already played Colorado, what is that, one, two, three, four, six times. So they only have to play them two more times. Same with the Wild, they played them like four or five times already. So, you know, they, you know those two teams are going to be out of the way. Uh, all you got, all you have left now, are you know just just a handful of games against the Kings and Ducks. Got the Golden Knights still, um, who that's gonna be that's gonna be tough. Um, still got about four more games against the Sharks, uh, so they got some good things coming up for them for the rest of this the rest of their season obviously i'm not going to look too far ahead but let's look for the let's 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 just take a brief look for uh the rest of this week to kind of give you just to give us a little bit of an idea of uh of what's to come and we'll talk more about the rest of the season later and a couple other things just later in the episode uh so tomorrow on wednesday they're going to be playing the colorado avalanche uh, again uh, but that, I believe, is the second to last time they play Colorado. If I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, it's the second to last time they play Colorado. After the after tomorrow's game, only one more time against Colorado and we're done. And then you play two more games against the Ducks. Which I believe are the last two games against the Ducks. Which is kind of... Eh, you know, you could you could get a couple more games against the Ducks because they're not a good team. Um, but then that's okay because you have two games against the Kings. Uh, and I'm obviously I'm I'm going too far ahead of here, but let's just let's just look forward to this this upcoming week. So you got the Avalanche and the Ducks, one game against the Avalanche and two games against the Ducks. Got some promise there. Got some things to look forward to. Obviously, I don't expect the same offensive firepower we saw from this Coyotes team against the uh, Avalanche. Well, let's put it this way: I expect them to get the same opportunity. This, you know, try to get the same opportunities. Are they gonna go ahead and uh, score as much? You know, against Colorado's defense and Colorado's goaltending versus San Jose's? Probably not. They're not gonna have us. They're not gonna have that much of a field day against Colorado, one of the better teams in the in the division in the league. But like I said before, if that San Jose series taught us anything, it's that that this Coyotes team has potential. It really does, because again, not not only was it you know Clayton Keller and Christian Dvorak and uh, and Phil Kessel in there. Obviously, Phil Kessel was a major part of that. But hey, you heard from Nick Schmaltz and Dryden Hunt on Friday as well. You know, we didn't. I mean, you probably heard, haven't barely hear Dryden Hunt at all. You got probably a guy who gets called up from the taxi squad who gets who gets in on the goalie, the, the uh, goal scorer in action. So, but going going further than that, you got again with the Ducks. You want to have a you know similar offensive firepower. You don't want this team to kind of you know. Go back to what they just did 
couple weeks ago when they were only what was it you know scoring you know we're putting on like you know eight shots in two periods come on no 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 we're not doing that in in, in the san jose series it was like the other way around san jose only put off like eight shots in two periods or whatever it was and the coyotes had like no 20 by the end of the second period like obviously i'm probably exaggerating here i don't have the exact stat sheet in front of me but i know it was that it was that skewed so good things to come for the coyotes now more than halfway through the season and uh, i will circle back to this later in the podcast but at 37 points, they are just one point behind the St. Louis Blues for the fourth and final playoff spot. We will talk about that. And maybe look at some of the things the Coyotes have to do. Just start to see if they can maybe make that playoff spot. Should they push for it? We'll have to find out. The Coyotes are definitely going to have to make a couple repairs on their lines and a couple just just a couple little tweaks that they have to do to maybe make sure they get there speaking of repairs guys are you in the market for getting an auto part repair or just you know trying you know trying to get some maintenance on your car i know you're probably tired of going to the chain stores those local uh auto parts shops or car dealerships you know trying to find an oem or trying to find a a, a part that that they don't have it or they have it it won't fit your it's universal it won't fit your car or it's super expensive yada 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 it's just super frustrating you don't have to worry about the interaction anymore because rockauto.com is here to save you rockauto.com a super easy to use website all you're going to do is fill out your car truck information and it will essentially spit back at you all the parts that will fit your car and it even includes OEM, so you can get the that uh, you know manufacturer part in case you you know you're so uh, inclined to go ahead and get a you know an OEM part. And the, but the, here's the best part: is RockAuto.com has the best prices compared to any other shop that I've ever seen. And the best part is again, it's online. I guess said the best part, but best part this, best part that, but all of this RockAuto.com really is the best part. It is absolutely amazing. Go ahead and check it out yourself. Go to rockauto.com and fill out your car or trunk information to see what fits your car or truck. And while you're there, go ahead and write Locked On in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on all the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. All right, guys, let's go ahead and talk about this uh, playoff push, I should say. Like I just said in right, right before, the Arizona Coyotes right now are just one point behind the St. Louis Blues for the fourth and final playoff spot. If you want to look at the exact standings right now and how things stand, the the, uh, the Vegas Golden Knights are first with uh, 49 points. The Avalanche are second at 48. The Wild are third with 43. 
The Blues are at 38, and the Coyotes are at 37. And uh, the California teams are kind of lagging quite a bit behind. The Kings at 32, the Sharks at 30, and the Ducks at 28. We won't worry too much about them because it really is a push between the Blues and the Coyotes at this point. And, you know, I didn't think this would be the case. You know, I, 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 th- I personally thought that, it, you know, it ended up being a fight be- with the Wild. And obviously things can still change where uh, the Wild have, well, the Wild have only played 32 games. Um, that's, an, that, that's an interesting uh, little stat line right there. Um, and the, uh, the Blues and the Coyotes have both played 35. So they're, you know, right around the same spot. So things are looking, getting quite interesting. If we want to take a look at what the Blues have coming for them, is uh, well, they just lost two straight games. Uh, they just lost four straight games. Not just two straight. They lost four straight games. A five-one loss to Golden Knights. A two-nothing loss to the Wild. A four-one loss to the Ducks. And then a 3-2 overtime loss to the Ducks. And uh, the Blues have uh, almost this entire week off. They don't play until Friday. Well, they'll be playing Colorado two times. They'll be, they, <laughs> this is, this is going to be interesting, guys. Because the Blues play the Avalanche and the Golden Knights, the top two teams in the division, for their next... That's their next week. Meanwhile, the Coyotes, as we mentioned before... They're playing the Avalanche tomorrow. The ha- they have the Ducks and the Kings as their next four games after that. So, let's see. The Blues have the Avalanche and the Golden Knights. The Coyotes have the Ducks and the Kings. This is, new oppor- this is the opportunity right now, the perfect opportunity for the Arizona Coyotes to leapfrog the, the Blues to try to get into that uh, that playoff spot and try to get that fourth and final playoff spot. And you know what? It is definitely possible. They really have that opportunity to do it. Now, it's going to be a little bit harder for them. I'll say this. The Coyotes, as much as I look like, I've been giving the Coyotes a lot of love, which they deserve after the performance against San Jose. But, as much as I love how, and again, as much as I love how they played against San Jose, I don't know how sustainable it is for them. And I, I'm going to be honest with you guys. Without Darcy Kemper and Antti Ranta in net and the question marks surrounding them, what are what's the status for the Coyotes at this point in the in net? And then I'm not, and I'm not saying that I don't have faith. In Aiden Hill. It's just that... And it, it, I will put it this way. Aiden Hill is probably undoubtedly the best number three goaltender in the National Hockey League. There. Yes, I've said it. Aiden Hill is the best, at least right now, at least right now, the best number three goaltender in the National Hockey League. And he just so happens to be the starter right now because Dorsey Kemper and, and Antti Ranta are injured. 
that leaves that leaves some question marks for me. You know why? I mean, how, I mean, or not why, but how can the Arizona Coyotes be sustainable if they keep having to play their number three guy? As much as I love Aiden Hill, I just don't think he can do it against these type of teams. Yes, I mean, no, no, yes. The Coyotes are in for some good luck here. Yeah, they're playing the Avalanche tomorrow, but the Ducks and the Kings, I'm mean, again, I'm not going to, you know, I, every time I downplay a play, play a, te- a, a team, it go, they go ahead and, you know, turn things around and make me look bad. But it, again, it's also the Ducks and the Kings, and if the Coyotes have the offensive firepower, they can take care of them and, you know, grab more points than none out of out of those series before they go up in a uh, next hard stretch against the Golden Knights, the Avalanche, the Wild, and the Blues. And the Wild again. So, that's where, that's, that, that's where, that's where my concern is. So, obviously we don't know, you know, the, the term of these injuries for Kemper and Ranta. Uh, we know they're an injured reserve, so obviously each of them are at least a week. Kemper is probably more long term than uh, than Ranta is. Uh, Ranta could be back later this week, even who knows? Uh, maybe even next week. Uh, but can Aiden Hill be sustainable enough while he's gone? Um, and now you probably, some of you guys are probably like, you know, Rob, but what about Ivan Prosvatov or David Tendak? And come on, Prosvatov, the starter for the for the Roadrunners. Yes, he's good, but I don't think he's ready for the NHL. And maybe he can get a game in there too, but why worry about that? I don't think they can. I don't know if I can do that yet. I don't know if I, I don't know if I can think about that yet. And David Tendak, I don't know. I really don't. This is, it's getting interesting. I'll say in the in the in the in the goaltending front. But like I said, the Coyotes are in a good spot, somewhat, to try to fight back, to try to capture a spot, if they can. Now I'm saying that that they will. Not at this point. I mean, I kind of said they that they would before the season started. But I have to see what they do this week before I start making any conclusions. And I have to see what happens, what's going on at these rumors with the trade deadline coming up. Speaking of the trade deadline coming up, we'll actually start talking about some of the rumors coming up in just a sec. And uh, maybe we can even uh, talk a little bit about, uh, you know, some bets or, you know, what, what, what are some of the most likely landing spots for certain, for, uh, for teams or whatever, or a likely sp- or the uh, likelihood of a player getting traded. Maybe you can go ahead and check out some betting lines over at our friends at betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Not only can you guys bet on hockey, obviously, you know, one of the great sports to bet on if you are um, crazy, Uh, but March Madness is still underway. And the final four is coming up. But if you want to place bets, there's got to be a place for you to go. And yes, that is betonline.ag. Has you covered with all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets. And it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device. 
go to betonline.ag and sign up today. Use the promo code LOCKEDON and get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's right, guys, a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Once again, that's using the promo code LOCKEDON when signing up for a free account on betonline.ag. Your online sportsbook experts. Also, guys, we have been telling you for the longest time now about Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar on the market. It's the amazing low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Now is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best in Built Bar Madness. Today's matchup, we got for you cookies and cream. Versus cookie dough chunk in the flavorful four. Oh my god, guys, I can't pick on this one. I really can't. Because both of these are probably this like uh, and I'll tell you this. This could very well this could be my championship game if it was up to me. This could be my championship game if it was up to me. It's that hard for me to pick between these two. Although, if I have to pick which one I'm going to go with, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to have cookie dough chunk. And why? Because you heard me talk about it before, about how much I just love that, well, what's the best way to put it? Um, memory. It gives back my memory of making cookies as a kid. And obviously, I still do. This. I could still do this now if I wanted to. And eating the raw cookie dough, just a little bit of raw cookie dough, Maybe a little too much than I should, um, you know. While we're making it, and you know, that's what that's what cookie dough chunk takes me back to. Cookies and cream is, you know, again, it's just as it's 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 pretty good too. I love it. Uh, like I said, it could be it still it could be a championship worthy, and it's you know, cook cookies and cream again is you know, it's like one of my favorite you know ice cream flavors. If I wanted to go ice cream, but cookie dough chunk it just takes me back. So is is a toss up game. This is a really toss-up matchup. I'm going to go ahead and pick you know, Cookie Dough Chunk on uh, this matchup for Built Bar Madness. But go ahead and take your vote on it. Go to BuiltBar.com or to Bar underscore Built at Bar underscore Built on Twitter. And also, don't forget to go ahead and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order of Built Bars. Once again, LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. And check back again later to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best-tasting protein bar. Get the upper hand in your fantasy league with daily fantasy hockey advice from from Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Fantasy hockey expert Scott Colin gives you tips, insights, and analysis for season-long Dynasty and DFS leagues. Follow Lockdown Fantasy Hockey on the Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, guys, now it's time to talk about uh, a little bit of a teaser. or No, just a little bit of a teaser on what's to come later this week. We're going to start uh, talking a little bit about the trade deadline, which is set to come in about a little over a week from now. It's crazy how we're coming this close to uh, a big moment in the in the NHL season. Now we're more than halfway through. Now it's time to figure out which teams are going to be buyers, which teams are going to be sellers. 
who's going to try to go in all in for a playoff push? Who's going to try to, I don't know, just tank the season, give up some, some of their stars and, and, uh, get some draft picks. And, uh, if you asked me about two weeks ago, you know, during the middle of the, uh, very, very disappointing Coyotes, uh, run, uh, I would say, you know what? It's not worth it. A lot of things to consider, injuries, everything. Um, and just, just go for, uh, just, just, just trade and, and sell and we'll see what happens. And I'm still on the fence for the Coyotes. I still very much, I'm on the fence for the Coyotes. Although, here's your teaser. Because uh, I mentioned a couple weeks ago that Alex Galagoski was rumored to be on the block. Plus, you've also heard the uh, conversation, or a bit of the conversation, yeah, a bit, a very small bit of conversation that we had with Locked On Sharks last week of Connor Garland potentially being traded. Question mark? What? Why? How? Why? That, that 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 definitely sparked my interest. Um, in the next episode, we'll probably or in a future episode as we get closer, we'll talk about that. We'll talk should the Coyotes trade for Connor Garland or trade? Sorry, not trading for Connor Garland. Trade Connor Garland for draft picks, for prospects, for whatever. Because Lord knows they need draft picks. Because well, they don't have a bunch after getting after the first and third was stripped from them because well, um, they uh, broke some rules in the uh, previous combines for the draft combines. So we'll have to uh, we'll have to find out. Uh, so yeah, they could use some draft picks. So I do think there's you know there's going to be some trade action, quite a bit of trade action, coming from the Coyotes' front. And I think it's going to take me probably almost a full episode to do that, and that's why I'm only teasing you on this last episode of the, uh, the this last segment of this episode. So where can where are potential landing spots for for Alex Goligoski? That's a topic we're going to have. Should, will, shouldn't will the Coyotes trade Connor Garland because, well, he's a pending free agent. And maybe we'll even talk about potential landing spots for him. And maybe some targets for Arizona if we're not talking draft picks here. Just draft picks. All of that will be coming up on future episodes of the Lockdown Coyotes podcast. But that will do it for us on this episode of Lockdown Coyotes. Hope you guys enjoyed what you heard today. If you did, once again, don't forget to leave a review and subscribe if you've yet to already. We're available everywhere you get your podcasts. Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Radio.com, everywhere. Uh, so go ahead and check it out um, or subscribe. You know, if you're listening to us, so you know where to find us. And also don't forget to uh, go ahead and uh, interact with us on social media. I am at RobLeano1, R-O-B-L-E-A-N-O-1. You can interact with me there or at L-O underscore Coyotes. Or, you know, you can go ahead and direct message us, tweet at us. We can go ahead and answer any 
questions you have on a future episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. If it's just a simple question that maybe you just want answered answer directly via, you know, in that text form, we'll, we'll reply to you. We'll interact with you. Don't, we won't forget you. We like our fans. But anyways, thanks everyone for listening once again to today's episode of Lockdown Coyotes. Hope you guys are staying safe. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on.